You're listening to Literally, the podcast where you literally get a complete behind the scenes peek at a one-on-one business coaching relationship and the transformation that unfolds over the course of six months. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach and the founder of A Lit Up Life. These are recordings of actual coaching sessions with one of my clients where you get to experience her journey right along with her and gain insight into building your own lit up life and the business that you desire. Hello, hello. Welcome to session 12. This session really just is a continuation of some of the conversations we've been having about like, what does quick growth mean? What does that look like? And how do I handle it? And honestly, I feel like there's just nothing more valuable um, that I could be sharing at this point, because I think that it's easy to glamorize it, but there are, of course, uh, challenge points that come with that too. And I think that's just a huge theme we've been having along the way here. And I love that each season has kind of uh, gathered its own theme. And I think that this is really starting to be the theme of season two. So we're going to dive into things like boundaries with clients, team members, priorities, all of those kind of things, because those are the biggest difference maker. And see, I'm taking back control of making this much income and having this much growth this fast, right? And so that's exactly what this episode is about. That's exactly what we're going to be diving into. And even if you're not at a point where you feel like, okay, like I have to know these things, this is super relevant. I promise you this is worth listening to because what it's really going to teach you is what your realistic expectations and priorities can be And it's also going to give you permission to grow fast and for it not to feel so scary. I think some people actually um, are more scared of what will happen if they grow really quickly. And I think that this season is really illuminating. Well, like here are some of the things that happen and it's okay and you can get through it. So I hope that's your takeaway. I hope you enjoy it. And here is the session. Okay, how you doing? Besides us both having uh, some cold and cough that everyone's going to have to listen to this episode. (laughs) Yeah, pre-apologies. I do sound far less disgusting than I did over the weekend, but it was really funny because on our last call, we were talking about like, you know, I have to take, you know, I'm going to just like be really good about taking breaks and like really keep that top of mind. And so then like I ended up not working on Friday because I was like so sick. So it already was happening, I guess. Sickness is forcing me to focus on taking time for myself. So um, that's been good, I guess. It's funny how sometimes like what we don't give ourselves, our bodies will like engineer for us to give (laughs) to ourselves, right? (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And I mean, that was like the situation where like I was feeling better on Sunday. So I just was like, all right, great. I'm going to like catch up on some things on Sunday night. And like, that was fine. And I still felt like I took a lot of time, like between Friday and Saturday and Sunday morning to just like rest and try and like beat the sickness and like get over the hump of it. So that was good. Like, even though I did work on Sunday, it still felt like I gave myself like a lot of time. I love that. To Mm -hmm. do other things. So that was good. Well, and I feel like that's like nice balance that like, we're able to strike as business owners, right? Is that like it if we get so rigid where it looks like, well, I have to always have Sundays off, but I may never take Friday off or whatever, that's where we like forget like the value of what we're building. And when you're like, I can take off Friday and then if I want to make up time Sunday, I can, like that's the the beauty of what we've created, really. Right. Exactly. 
So good. So I know you said agency is just feeling like overwhelming AF. I know um, we want to dive into some of the like stuff in coaching as far as like moving forward with the challenge we had planned and everything. But tell me where you kind of want to go first. Yeah. I mean, so the agency, like my one client that I'm now reporting to like the business owner, he's like troublesome and I know he's troublesome. And so I'm trying to get him in line. So I'm already (laughs) like, even though I um, haven't decided if I'm definitely going to use Slack, he's already on Slack. Like that business is already on Slack. So I basically was like, yeah, we're, you're only going to be in Slack. Like that is where you're living. Don't communicate to me anywhere else unless we're on a call. So I'm like really trying, like he's my test run kind of um, right now. So I am still like really waiting to see because he is like the biggest thing for me is like if a client, if I feel like a client doesn't like respect me, that's like a big, that's a hard no. Like that client that I fired over the holidays it was because she was being super disrespectful to me. He is, like, needy, right? So that's just, like, if we can get it, it him to, like, work it out a little bit and give me some space, like, that's fine. So, um, so yeah, I'm, like, not writing him off yet, but he's definitely taking up a lot of my time, more of my time than that client was before. Boundaries with difficult clients can really be something challenging to navigate, right? Um, I think we have so many questions about what's appropriate, what should I deal with, what shouldn't I be dealing with, and Sam really frames it so beautifully and so perfectly here, which is it's just about knowing your values, right? So Sam knows that like feeling respect is one of her highest values, and so when a client stops showing that, that's a huge, huge line and boundary for her, right? This other client she has is a little more needy, and she is a little bit more apt to deal with that because that doesn't come up against her biggest boundary around respect. So it's really helpful to see that and to know what yours are, right? What are deal breakers for you? Yours might be the total opposite, right? You might be like, I cannot deal with a needy client. Like, I'm not down for that. All of that's fine, but knowing what they are makes it so much easier to navigate in the moment. And it will make you so much less likely to actually second guess yourself and to really find that clarity in the midst of difficult situations. So huge takeaway here is know your boundaries, but also know the precise things that cause those boundaries to be violated, like lack of respect, et cetera. And you will find so much more ease in moving through difficult situations. Totally. Well, I think it's hard because it's like a client that you've had for a really long time and you're almost like re-onboarding them and you weren't expecting exactly. to be in an onboarding process with Everything is getting questioned. I'm having to explain every single thing I'm doing when it's like we've already been doing these things mm-hmm. like successfully already. So it's a bit frustrating, but like, you know, trying to just, you know, he's and he's he says like, you know, I'm learning all of these things, right? Like I haven't been involved in these decisions before. So like, just bear with me. So I am trying to do that. Um, And so like, we'll see how it goes there. But then it's just like, I just feel, I don't know why just the agency is like, I'm like, ugh, at all times right now. And I think it, it, I don't know if it's just because I've been busy or what. Like I had a client who I've been trying to get them on a call to like go over 2020 priorities and strategies and things like that. And so they were like, oh, you know, instead of doing a whole like team call with like department heads and stuff like that, like I'm just let's just have a call one on one, me and the business owner. And so like immediately my mind goes to, oh, they're going to cancel their contract. (laughs) And like normally it wouldn't necessarily go there. But I think it's because like the agency is feeling hard right now that that's what I'm thinking of. And I don't know if 
it's just feeling hard right now because I'm like allowing it to feel hard. You know what I mean? Because it's like, it's not that I'm worried. Like I could go out. I have uh, one client who's supposed to be signing a contract on Monday. And then I have another client, the potential client this week that I'm having like a final call with. Right. So like that represents right there, I think, $40,000 in business just between those two clients. Totally. So it's not like there's a problem. Right. It just feels annoying <laughs> right now. Um, and I don't know why. And so I'm just like trying to figure out how to work around that. And I mean, the benefit is it's making me like more like excited to like push for coaching more. Right. Yeah, definitely. So when we're saying it kind of just feels hard right now, like let's, let's just like narrow that in for a second. Is it feeling like it's just mm-hmm. taking too much time for you? Is it just feeling like the tasks are really like not where you want to be? Is it just feeling like with the time off balance and being sick, it's just all feeling overwhelming. Like if if you had to kind of narrow that in, what would you say? Honestly, like all. Yeah. Right. So like this, so it was hard because last week we did have the holiday and then like I was sick. So it still felt like I was, you know, rushing, rushing to try and get all this work done. Like this week, it's already feeling a little bit better in that way um, in terms of like workload. But then, like, I, I've been catching myself, like, this is dumb. Like, I should not be doing this task. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to, like, be like, okay, great. So, like, I'm aware of that. And now I'm going to work with my OBM and my VA to, like, offboard those things from me, right? And thinking about process and things like that. And so I just think because there's been so much movement and, like, not all, some of it has been you know, it's been taking more of my bandwidth, like offboarding clients takes bandwidth. Totally. And then onboarding new clients takes bandwidth. So because I think there's just like been so much on and offboarding, like since, I mean, really October, right? But like, even I wasn't expecting there to be a lot of movement in December. And then there was Mm -hmm. kind of a lot. So I think that was really just like, I had really been envisioning like having that establishing that new normal. And then get and then it being even better once the OBM started right and like that just didn't happen so that is like kind of annoying me even though it's like not really in my control for the most part and again like it's still working in the right direction right like it's not like I'm losing all of my clients not getting more clients there's people leaving and people coming and I think I I just keep thinking like this is a scaling thing like I scaled so quickly and so like this this is what happens like it's a growth like you're going to feel the growing pains, right? And like, that's what I'm feeling right now is the growing pains because I have a lot of clients more than I've ever had before. So, you know, that's just going to happen. And like, I can have the VA and the OBM help support me in that. But to a certain extent, like that's going to be the new normal if I want to keep the agency at the size it is. So I don't know. I don't have a clear, obviously I'm like rambling. So it's like, I just don't know. It's just annoying me right now. Just another important reminder, which is like quick growth comes with trade-offs, right? And I know this is something I've mentioned quite a bit, but I just am going to keep mentioning because I feel like it is so important to see that behind the scenes, right? It can come with feeling overwhelmed. It can come with having growing pains. It can come with feeling a little... Um, unsure of what to do next or where to focus or whatever because there's so much coming at you right but like that's not necessarily bad everything has trade-offs just like if you grow more slowly right 
you have trade-offs, which is you're not making as much money, but you might be able to get your pieces in place a little bit more easily, et cetera. Like both have pluses and minuses. And it's really important to see that, but to know that you can handle it is so valuable, right? So just being able to go, hey, like if I grow really fast, there might be some trade-offs associated with that. And I trust myself to handle it is a complete freaking game changer. If you are scared of quick growth, do not be because it just comes with trade-offs as much as slow growth, right? And if you're making yourself wrong for slow growth, don't do that either because again, like it comes with like the same amount of trade-offs if you would have grown really fast. Like it's really just about giving yourself permission to be on your own journey and see that everything comes with trade-offs and that there is no perfect path, but every path can be perfect if you put the right mindset on it, right? So I hope this is a really good permission giving example. And I hope that wherever you are on your journey, you're really honoring that. Totally. I think a couple of things come up for me. I'm totally in agreement with you that it's more a scaling problem than anything else. Like when I read your questionnaire, that's exactly what came up for me is like, yeah, when you add like 80 to 100K of income in three months, like it's it's going to feel tight for a little bit and it's right. going to feel exactly. kind of messy AF. And I actually like, you know, I think that um, it's it's so beautiful for you to be able to be in that experience and see it and like honor both, right? Where it's like fucking amazing what you've built and what you've created and like growing that fast like is just messy and there's kind of no other right. way to slice that. Like um, right. you can grow slower and less messy, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or you can grow fast and messy. And like it's not to say that there's only one choice or the other, but like if we're just getting down to brass tacks in business, it's true. Like when you're onboarding that much revenue and that many clients in the span of a handful of months while you're also trying to run another business, like mm-hmm. it's going to be a little bit messy. And so I think like you're right. just not as used to that because it's been such steady growth for a while because you had the other job and then you took some time off Q1, all of that. Like you haven't had this much of an influx at once before. Right. Exactly. Um, You also haven't had this many people to deal with at once before, right? Right. Yeah, for sure. So part of that is just like recognizing like, listen, in the grand scheme of things, this is a good problem to have. Like, would I rather be like, how can I grow more? Or would I rather be like, how do I manage the challenges of quick growth, right? Right. But that's also an option. Like, you might be like, actually, I never want to grow this fast again because I don't dig how this feels. Mm -hmm. Or you might be like, I'm really available to deal with it. I just want a voice that it's fucking annoying as well. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I, and that's definitely like all things I have thought. So it's kind of just like, yes, I am annoyed. And like, that is just a fact. And like, even though I know all of those things, it, I'm still annoyed. Right. But I am trying to be like, right. But this is all like a period of growth. And like, you know what I mean? And like, even losing clients, that's why I was like, we were talking about last time, like, I'm not worried about that. Right. Because like, I can still go out and get more clients as soon as I want to. And because I've like increased my prices, right. That means higher swings now because I, you know, each client Mm -hmm. represents more money. So it's a bigger swing, but like that doesn't really, I'm not nervous about like, oh, I have to go get so many more clients or like, we're going to have a month or two where it is lower. Like I'm not worried about that at all. I think it is just like, okay, I had in my mind, like, I'm going to be busy for October Mm -hmm. and November. Like, that is going to happen. And so now, because I was still busy in December, 
and now into January that it's like, you know, there's like a releasing of control a little to a certain extent there, right? Because like that is not what I planned for. And like, even though it was still fine and good, like I'm annoyed just like in life about that. (laughs) But yeah, I'm trying to just like remember. And like we said last time, like 200K was not is was never the goal, right? So like, great. Now we've like learned from this. And like, yes, I did like, Sometimes I do like to just like keep adding on those goals, those goals, right? Like hit the next milestone, hit the next milestone, which I can do. But that also comes with drawbacks of me being feeling hectic, which I don't necessarily like. Like I like feeling busy, but when I'm in control and right now I feel a bit like I'm not in control. I'm being I feel very like reactive, which I don't like. So. It's like all things that I'm trying to be like, okay, great. This is like informing how I want to do things in the future, but I'm still fucking annoyed about it right now. Totally. I think that it's interesting because I feel like there's like a bit of a holding that dichotomy of like, I'm so proud of myself that I even could scale this fast and I'm annoyed with the the issues that come up with it, right? Right. Yeah. I also think there's a bit of a dichotomy of like, How can I feel in control even when I'm in a more reactive period? Mm -hmm. Right? Like how do you just like take back a little of your power more from like a mindset place than even like a necessary – necessarily like needing to do anything different? But I think it's like getting back into that place of power where you're like, here are my boundaries. Here's when I'm working. Here's what it looks like. Here's like how it works. You're in Slack. Take it or leave it. Like just getting yourself back into that mindset of like even when it feels busy or reactive, I am still in control. Right. Yeah. Right. Because like that's where your frustration is coming in is it's like this circumstance means I'm in less control versus like how do I just Mm -hmm. take my power back here, right? Right. Yeah. What feels true about that? Does that feel like an easy mindset to get into or does like a bunch of shit get kicked up around that for you of like, yeah, but I'm not because da 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 da. Well, I think it's definitely like I haven't been like I've been kind of trying to remind myself, but I think I just need to like more actively like when I'm feeling super frustrated or annoyed, just be like, right, but this is a direct result of like because I did such a like kick-ass job in the fall totally. and scaled so quickly, right? So I do think like and I was thinking about that yesterday a little bit. Like I need to like more actively like be like reminding myself of that, of that win. Because like right now I'm not growing and like more. And that's because I don't want to, right? Because I'm like in this situation, but it's like it's still all like a result of wins. So um I definitely have been thinking like, okay, right, I need to like remind myself like what caused like the good things that caused me to be like in this place right now. You guys know I always say that mindset is everything, and I think this is such a good reminder of that and a good example of that, which is that like Sam's feeling annoyed, right? She's feeling annoyed with some of the agency stuff, and that's okay, but as long as she takes the mindset of this is a direct result of doing a kick-ass job in the fall, she immediately is going to feel better. She's immediately going to bring down some of that tension. She's going to be more likely to move forward, right? If she takes that tension to mean my business is screwed, I'm doing so awful, nothing is working, da da da, all the things our brain can jump to even when we're doing awesome, 
then we're so much less likely to move forward. We're less likely to find ease in the process. We're less likely to go to the next level, right? So that exact thought process that she's taking of this is a direct result of doing a kick-ass job in the fall is really, really important. And it's what will get her through this, you know, somewhat challenging period without making it a big deal or making it mean all of these things that will ultimately slow her down. And then definitely, like, I've just been trying to, like, got added my VA to a bunch of stuff the other day, like, onboarded the OBN the other day. Like, I've been just trying, I've been doing, like, things very actively that, like, I know are going to, like, pull things off my plate. And I think the other thing that makes me feel very reactive is just, like, when I have, like, so many questions and communications coming in per day. And so, like, we are, I already know that, like, getting everybody into Slack or whatever is going to solve that, you know, that issue a lot because it's like all going to be in one place. And then like I can get support from the VA and the OBM in answering those questions. So um, like that is helping me to feel more proactive because I'm like, great. Yeah. Like didn't have time to set up all these systems and processes. So like now we're doing it. And like now that's going to be the new normal a bit more. But then I also think like I like this morning I took the time and like I didn't even touch agency stuff because I worked on coaching stuff like I worked on content for the coaching. And so like that made me feel better and more in control because it's like that is something proactive, right? Like that I'm doing and I have control over. Totally. I think that the way to think about it is like this, right? These are things you would have had to set up one way or another. This just happens mm-hmm. to be the fast forwarded version of that because the need is there. Mm-hmm. Or you could have taken six months to do this, gotten this in place, and then filled it with clients. That's not necessarily better. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like um, that might have felt easier, but it would have come with its own challenges of potentially why aren't we growing faster and blah, blah, blah. Right. So it's just seeing the trade off here of like, All that happened is that, like, it fast-sorted the opportunity for me to set up processes that I otherwise would have anyway. Right. Yeah. It's just happening faster. And I think, like – and you tell me if this feels true, but I think where some of the tension comes in is that you were kind of visioning almost like the agency just being, like, this really, really easy thing and putting a lot of energy into coaching. Yeah. And that's flipped a little bit, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And so there's – you know, some tension for you there in terms of, like, this was not the plan, so to speak. But I also think that, like, the way to think about that is, like, all of these things were going to happen no matter what. Like, you were going to have to do this stuff in the agency regardless. Coaching may have been able to come first, but you wouldn't have had as much income cushion either. Mm -hmm. And so in some way, it's just, like, it just flipped, but both will still get done. Does that feel true? Yeah, it does. And I think as you said that, I kind of realized I was like envisioning the um, like amount of attention, time, headspace that I was envisioning the agency needing was like the same as it was in like Q2 of 2019, which is fine, but we're talking about like $100,000 less in revenue. (laughs) So it's like not to say that that can't get to that place again, but like all of these other things need to happen, like all these other systems and processes need to be set up before I can get back to like, this is the amount of headspace it takes. So I think that that was definitely like 
I don't know, in my brain. Because in Q2 and Q1, I was like posting, like posting mm-hmm. hard, had so much time. It was so great. Like even less time than like I would ideally like to be paying attention to things, <laughs> right? So I kind of now realize like, right. So that was like never going to be the case like right away. Even if I did grow slowly, that still wouldn't be the case because then I'd be still focusing on trying to get more leads. So that makes sense. So two things I really want to point out here. The fact that Sam was making 100K less in revenue in Q2 is really relevant here because of course the experience is different now, not only in terms of clients and time and responsibility, but also in terms of the fact that she's onboarded two new team members, right? And eventually those two new team members are going to solve the problem of that. But again, there's this disconnect sometimes between when we bring on the team members and when the problem gets solved, there's a wait period occasionally, no, not occasionally, usually in between, right? And so being able to take that perspective in business is so important. I have seen some people that have grown really fast and then just made it really, really wrong, right? Like, oh my God, all these things are wrong now. And it's like, well, they're not necessarily wrong. They just you know, need solutions implemented to catch up with the growth. And that's exactly what we're experiencing here, right? Making 100K less in Q2 is obviously going to give you a different experience than adding 100K in a few months, right? But that's not bad as long as we know that the solution is on its way. And we see that as a win, not a loss, right? I would much rather see clients grow really fast and then fix the pieces along the way potentially than feel like they're not allowed to grow faster. They have to slow themselves down to make sure that no matter what they can handle it, like of course you can handle it, right? And just taking that belief, right? And this is true for her. She can handle it. The team members are already onboarded. She knows what to do. But yeah, that inner rim is gonna feel a little sticky and crunchy while you get through it. And that's okay, right? That means quick growth has happened and we wanna celebrate that. Totally. And I think it's just giving yourself the like credit for that instead of seeing it as a negative. Like you can still be annoyed as fuck, right? Like that's fine. But I think it's just being like so much credit to me for growing that much that this is the current like quote unquote problem on deck, right? Right. Versus like I think what it's easy to think, especially when we had a different vision in mind, is like what am I doing wrong? Like how is this still happening? Like what is the problem here, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like, there's really no problem except that you added 100K in revenue in a few months and you do have some catch up to play to build the infrastructure to support it. Right. But like, would you give up that 100K is a good question. Right. Yeah. No. Because I mean, like right now I am hitting like the goal was, you know, I want to be able to pay myself 100K, right? Mm -hmm. And I want to be working 25 hours a week, right? So, like, one mm-hmm. of those things is happening. And it's the thing that, like, I would prefer to have happen, right? Like, I can obviously work more than 25 hours a week right now, and that's fine. Like, I would be much more stressed out if I wasn't making enough money than, you know, I am right now with, oh, I'm working more than I want to be. So, and I, so I think it is, like, taking, like, reminding myself of like the goal right so like all these things that have happened like are serving the goal but yeah things just other things still have to happen and they were always gonna have to happen and just depended Mm -hmm. on when they were gonna happen bingo i think that's a perfect way to think about it like i really think and like i'm sure a lot of people will disagree with me on this but i really think that like 
you have to focus on time or money separately. Right. And it's usually one after the other, if that makes sense, right? Like if you're like, I want to work a lot less and make a lot more, cool, one at a time. Like let's get you making a lot more and then bring, you know, the time like into consideration in terms of delegating or whatever or let's get your time down, delegate it out, all that kind of stuff and then focus on growth. It's really, really hard to do both at the same time. Yeah. Right. And because your decisions are always hard then. Like it's like, do you take this new client if you want to make more and and work less? Well, like that becomes confusing, right? Or you're putting them off while you onboard team, blah, blah, blah. But for you, I think like you've definitely made decisions in alignment with what you want most, which is growth and revenue, right? Mm -hmm. But now it's time to start making those decisions now that you've hit like this revenue goal you didn't even know you had. It's time to start now making decisions in alignment with time, right? Yeah, 100%. And so your pull is just that you're feeling like, fuck, I want to be time focused and I haven't been. But like, let's just make that good too. Cool. I've been revenue focused and that was smart. Right. <laughs> I I knocked it out of the park. Let me get time focused. I'll clean that up in a month or two and then we good to go. Right. Priorities continues to be a huge conversation here. Um, And I think a really important thing to remember is you can't do it all at once. Like that's why I've been harping on teams so much because Sam by herself is not going to be able to make all the money and not work all the time. Like that's why team has continued to be the solution. But it's really important to remember that you simply cannot do it all at once. Like I, I think a lot of people will disagree with me in some ways, but you know, really the idea that sometimes we have to go after one or the other like sam made the money first and is figuring out the time second right sometimes we figure out the time first and like really scale the money second um and of course team can help us do both right but ultimately we are not going to be able to check every box all at once and especially by ourselves and having the grace to recognize that is so important because I feel like this industry feeds us a lot of information that we should be able to do it all and do it all perfectly and that just keeps so many business owners from actually growing because they think they're doing it wrong right Sam might be in a period of um, you know, feeling some <laughs> of the growing pains, but quite honestly, she did a beautiful job. She made the money first. She's catching up with team second. And ultimately the time is going to work out from that afterwards. Right. And, and really she's already making the time work out by setting those boundaries, which we talked about last session as well. And so just really wanting to point that out that like, it's not a failure to not be able to do it all at once. It's just an unrealistic expectation, quite honestly. And so when you can really go after one thing and then make the other things work around it, you will see growth so much faster, but you'll also see so much success in getting what you want faster because you can actually stop trying to get it all at once, which can take forever because it's an impossibility. And you can start getting one thing at a time and making it all work together. And to me, that's really a well-oiled machine. And that's what we're after here. It just sucks in the middle sometimes. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it is already like, I do feel pretty confident that like, I will start to feel better about the time, like just this month. Uh, already um yeah the holidays and being sick and just everything was crap so I'm excited to like have a normal month um because I am pretty confident like all the systems and processes I have been setting up and the VA and the OBN and like all those things are gonna start to get me back that time and like I'm pretty confident I am gonna start to feel that 
already this month. I mean, I started, I felt it immediately as soon as the VA was starting to do content for my clients, right? And Mm -hmm. now I think about it like, oh my God, could I imagine if I was fucking doing that content still? Like, that would be horrible. (laughs) So I already am like thinking of that. But um, like, so I think I'll feel like another wave of like getting back time this month. Um, So yeah, I'm just trying to like, tamper my annoyance as much as possible until that happens. Totally. And I think that like when you feel it, the question to go to for you and the filter is like where am I feeling out of control or where am I feeling out of my power? Mm -hmm. Right? And that's the solution because you know your greatest level of annoyance comes when you're feeling out of your power. Right. Yeah, for sure. And so it's nice because then you're not like, well, how do I solve this one specific thing? You're just like, where do I get back in my power? Right. Yeah, that makes sense. And, you know, it might mean delegating. It might mean whatever. But it's just like I know that I'm the greatest level of annoyed when I'm feeling this. And so I just get to shift that feeling. One thing I see over and over again with my clients is that almost all of us feel the worst when we're out of our power. Right? When we feel like things in our business are happening to us, when we don't feel like we're at control, when We don't feel like we can set and hold ourselves to reasonable boundaries, all of that kind of stuff. Anytime we're out of our power is when we are going to feel the worst in our business. And so that's just a really important filter is where do I get back in my power? So if I'm feeling crappy in my business, that's one of the first questions I will ask myself. Where do I get back in my power? That's the question I definitely think Sam should ask herself when she's feeling that, right? Because especially as our businesses grow, it can feel like there are so many people and things that need our time, energy, and attention. And if you don't feel in control and powerful around that, you will feel super crazed and super shitty, to be perfectly honest. And so whether you're in a fast growth period or not, like feeling powerful and empowered in your business is one of the ultimate determiners and factors of your happiness in your business, of your fulfillment in your business. So really remember how important this filter is of where do I get back in my power when you're feeling off? Because it can change the game in a moment in terms of how great you feel in your business. And if you're out of your power, it can also change the game very quickly and make you feel shitty in your business. So I hope this is a good reminder and a great check-in for you to do with yourself. Yeah. And that was already something I was like trying to look at when I was like in ClickUp and I was like, okay, right. Like, so maybe we need to, if I'm feeling like so time pressed right now, like, or, you know, feeling out of control or whatever, like maybe that means I need to be like prioritizing a little bit more and like being Mm -hmm. realistic about like what actually needs to happen. So I'm trying to like kind of run it through those filters. Right. But I mean, it's still there. Obviously, I'm still annoyed, but like, Right. Okay. I'm annoyed. But like, so what, what, what can we do to like alleviate that? Right. Like what productive things can we actually do to change that versus just like stewing in being annoyed every day? Well, I also think, and like, this is just something to play with is like, how can we just be like, that's just a thing and it's not a, a problem either. <laughs> right. Right. Like I just feel annoyed period. And like moving on with my day. <laughs> yeah. Versus like, oh my God, this is so bad. Why am I stewing in this? Da, 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 da. Like, I just feel a little bit annoyed right now. Like, it's kind of fine. Right. Yeah, for sure. You know, and I feel like that dissolves it a little bit too. Yeah. And I think like that's why like working this morning, like taking the time to like work on coaching stuff helped that, right? Because like 
I was able to like focus my energy elsewhere and like feel productive and feel like I was like creating something for my business, like versus just being like, oh, I have like this and this and this client work to get done. Right. So that was like helpful and something like I'm definitely going to try and continue to do. I love that. So tell me about that. Tell me where we're kind of at with that because I want to make sure we like are able to dive into some of that today as well. Yeah. So I, okay. So like logistically for the challenge, I was not sure about something like tech wise. Okay. So I wrote um, feed, Instagram and Facebook feed posts for each day of the challenge. But I'm wondering like, should I, because I want to get people's email addresses. So do I create a landing page on my site with people's email addresses keep the feed posts and Insta stories like higher level, like more general higher level about each of those like lead generation tactics. And then each day of the challenge, they'll get an email with like more information and a video from me. Is that how I should work it? Because I don't have a Facebook group because I know sometimes you can like drive people to the Facebook group um, and get their email that way. Okay, great question. So basically, they have to opt in. We're grabbing their email just to like know about the challenge basically. And when I mean say know about it, I mean like, you know, like sign up here to get all the information about where to get the videos, how to participate in the challenge, blah, 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 right? Right. Like, so the they don't even know where you're going to host it. It's not like they're like, well, I know she's going to do videos on Instagram or whatever. They have no idea, right? Right. Okay. So that's like the opt-in reason, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Then in terms of like what your options are, like it really just depends on what you want to do. What I always suggest is having something, whether that's the video or a workbook or whatever, that's totally uh, – I am like losing my words here, but that's totally segmented to like just behind the, the paywall basically. Exactly. Right. Oh, okay. Perfectly got it, to say. Got it. Yeah. So like you could do an IGTV video, but you're talking a lot in it about like make sure to download the workbook and do XYZ in the workbook and whatever. So even if someone catches that IGTV video, mm. they're going to want to still opt into the challenge. Right. Because they want the workbook or vice versa. You could be like, hey, today's challenge is da-da-da-da-da. Make sure you post and share below um, if you want the video on this opt-in here. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Because I was trying to decide, like, I kind of, because I want to be able to use it in, like, a, you know, it's going to, like, become part of a funnel moving Mm -hmm. forward. I was kind of like, okay, I kind of want the video to be, like, publicly available. So. Totally. So then the workbook is basically the thing that gets saved, right, for the email. Right. Okay. Perfect. That sounds good. That was just like the only thing, like the moving pieces I wasn't completely sure about. So, so yeah, so I basically that, and that is how I was thinking about it when I was writing the post. So like that works out really well. So then, um, each of the IGTV videos, I was trying to decide about IGTV versus live, but I think I'm going to do IGTV because I want it to like live right a little bit more. And I know People have like tech issues with saving lives sometimes and stuff like that. So it's just like, I don't even want to fuck with that. I agree with that. I also think it's like a little bit nicer to have it um, not live if it's something you're repurposing because then you're not like talking to people, answering questions, blah, blah. It feels exactly. a lot more to the point. You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. So, um, so yeah, so that's good. I'll do that. Um, so I started working on the landing page based on that. Um, 
and just like repurposing that content. So that's good. So I decided I'm going to do it um, two weeks from this from yesterday. So like Perfect. the challenge is going to be the week of the t- January 20th. So then um, I have like two weeks of the other content I've prepared, like based on my pillars, but then I can also like edit those to like s- mention the challenge wherever it makes sense. And then like do other posts on top of that and like probably alive on top of that um, to promote the challenge. So, cause I really want to give it like a full two weeks. Um, totally. Yeah. So that's good. So then the challenge is going to be like five days. So it'll be the week of January 20th. And then every, everybody will get pitched the digital strategy intensive after that. Um, and then, you know, when I go to just like have the challenge, like live on, um, it'll go from challenge to the Facebook lead gen ebook to the digital yep. strategy intensive. So yeah, all that basically feels good. And so like half, the, well, more than half the content really is created because I have the feed posts. So like I just have to repurpose those. Perfect. And also remember, like this is just like something to think about. But remember, like that's the least of your worries right now. Mm-hmm. Like the focus you want is going to be on the promo, right? So, like, almost, like, rework your priorities for the time being because, you know, the week of the challenge, like, you know, you could edit the feed post that day or whatever, but what you need is promo. hmm So, like, making the main priority, like, writing promotional posts for the challenge, getting those into your regular um, content rotation, adding that to posts you've already created, like, that's really, like, your main priority right now. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, basically, I'm going to be, even if I have, like, something else that, like, already prepped to go out that day, like, I'm still going to be talking about the challenge, like, at least five to six times for the next two weeks, multiple times a day. So yep, exactly. in like multiple places. So that's one thing is my VA, we set up like over the holidays, she set up, went through like all of my Facebook groups and like noted which ones can have like their own posts, which ones you can only post in like, you know, threads and stuff like that. So she's like ready to go to push that content in the right places on Facebook groups. Um, so good. So yeah, like a lot of that was happening over the holidays, which is nice. Um, and then, you know, having her be prepped to like engage in Facebook groups for me and Instagram for me a bit more um, that I'm being a bit of a bottleneck there because like I want to have some like example responses for her and like I haven't gone through and prepped those. So that is something um, that needs to happen, but it's just like not as much of a priority as promoting the challenge. So totally a bit of a back burner there, but that's fine. Let me just say one thing there because I just like always want to be a broken record about reminding you this. Mm -hmm. But in promoting the challenge, don't forget to include in a lot of the promo posts like your credibility. Right. Yeah. You know, like, and learning this from me because I've been in the digital space for four plus years, you know, I mean, you can even say like have added 100K to my business in five months, like or four months. Oh, like, yeah. That language is in there. OK, perfect. A lot. Yeah. Like especially on the post. Like, I mean, it's in the post for the Facebook group day of the challenge. But like I basically have because I prepped all of those 
type of like, yeah, what are my qualifications for the post when I was promoting the digital strategy intensive? So now I have like 10 to like pull from so I can kind of just copy paste and tweak. Um, So yeah, that's basically like I've started to integrate that into like any post that's talking about anything. So you guys will notice that I am constantly harping on Sam to share her credibility, her experiences, her results, etc. Um, I will continue to do that, but I just really want to talk about why that's so, so, so important here, right? Because it's the thing that's so easy for us to forget because we know it, right? When I came into this industry, I had a ton of credibility and I just found myself not sharing it nearly as much as I should because it was like, well, I knew that, like that seemed obvious. Like, of course you should hire me, like, right? But nobody else knows that. Nobody else is having that experience with us. Nobody else knows why in the sea of thousands and thousands of coaches online, why they should pick you unless you tell them constantly. Right. And Sam has so many reasons. She has so much unique experience. She has incredible results. She has just absolutely killed it in terms of building credibility for herself. But if she is not the one that is absolutely shouting that from the rooftops, no one else is going to do it for her. Right. And no one else is going to see, well, of course I should hire Sam and here's why. And the same is true for all of you. There is next to nothing more important than being willing to communicate that, communicate it well, and communicate it frequently. So you will see that I will continue to harp on this, I'm certain, um, for a long time to come, but I want you to hold yourself to that standard too. Really sharing your credibility and why someone should hire you should be one of the biggest pieces of focus you have in your marketing right? So do not hesitate to keep your eye on that prize, even if you feel like a broken record, because it will make such a difference in your sales and conversions. Okay, beautiful. I mean, no, exactly. Like that's the whole point is like, we want you to be out there just having that conversation over and over again, because then it's a no brainer to sign up. So I love that. And I think totally just like continuing to repurpose what you've already said is, is the easy no brainer move there. Right. Do you think when I'm taught when I'm promoting the challenge and during the challenge, I I know during the live challenge, I'm going to be selling into the digital strategy intensive. So I'm just trying to think about like when I'm repurposing it and using it to drive into the Facebook lead gen book. Um, I'm just wondering if I should be like thinking about that in terms of like when I'm recording videos. Great question. So (laughs) learned from me who has learned this the hard way multiple times, um, which is don't say shit in the video about anything like that. Okay, got it. Just talk about the Like, don't promote any – like, the video is, like, straight teaching opportunity. Don't even say, like, make sure to post your challenge answer or whatever. Because it dates it, basically. It can make – it makes it stale. Exactly. And it also – makes it a lot harder for you if you ever want to reuse that for something else or whatever. Like we just want that to be totally like undateable and usable nonstop forever in terms of it just being a teaching product. The way that we're going to sell is going to be strictly through email. If we want to do another video, uh, not strictly through email, but written is what I wanted to say. If we want to do another right video, of course, we could always do an an add-on video of like, hey, I just want to answer some of your questions about the digital strategy intensive, but none of that's going to happen in the teaching portion. Okay, great. That's what I was not sure about. So that's really helpful because I was already thinking like, oh, I don't want to like 
confuse people. I only want Mm -hmm. one call to action. So exactly. And also I think that, um, you know, we don't even really need to pitch the intensive until the last day and then we'll give ourselves two weeks. You know what I mean? So we don't even need to worry about that up front. Yeah. I'm not talking about in the challenge posts. Like I don't talk about the digital strategy intensive at all until I, I don't even know if I talk about it the last day. And then I have like another post the day after the challenge ends talking about like how to use all these things and like so here's another opportunity and it's totally up to you what feels good but this is something I do a lot in my challenges which is like I I give something away or I give the thing away that I'm gonna sell Mm. so if I know I'm gonna give uh, or sell the digital strategy intensive I basically am like giving one away for free to encourage engagement okay So, for example, like, are you going to have them on your feed post their daily challenges or whatever? I was trying to think about that because I did – I do want to do engagement, like, on those posts around the challenge. But some of them are, like – I guess I could figure out, like, actual direct things, like, what did you do from this? Exactly. And you want to – basically assign them like an entry into winning the digital strategy intensive for that. Right. And so in every email, every day, you could be like, and don't forget, the more you engage, the more opportunity you have a chance to win this intensive and link the intensive. So you're basically selling it every day without selling it. Mm -hmm. And they're spending the whole week thinking about what it would be like to win that. Right. And then they win it. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. they're happy or they don't win it and they want to buy it anyway. Right. So that would be my recommendation. And so then on the last day, or I guess it'd be the day after the last day, you announce the winner. And as soon as you announce the winner, then you move into selling it because that's when people are going to be more primed to buy when they realize they didn't win, you know? Right. Yeah. That makes sense. Does that feel okay to get one away? Yeah. That's like, that's why I've basically figured I've gotten it down to like it probably takes me 100 minutes total for that so it's like not Mm -hmm. that bad because I like got it down to where it's just the 90 minute call plus it takes me a little bit of time to like review their questionnaire um but that's it so yeah that's easy it's really nice too because then you can like talk about it every day in emails and stuff so you're really building up to it Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I already saw like my winner, one of my winners from the giveaway last time around wants to work with me. So, absolutely, and I think it's also really nice too because we're continuing to set to push and sell the same thing, so people are getting more and more and more warmed up to this offer and having mm-hmm. more touch points around this offer, which is really important mm-hmm. because it feels safer. It feels like you're staying on the same track. You're not like offering this one week and this another week and this another week. It's like. They're hearing about it enough. You're offering it enough. Like, it's creating safety in the process. So I think that's, like, really helpful to just have that in email every day. Yeah. That makes sense. Perfect. Okay. So they'll they'll engage with the challenge on your feed. You'll do an IGTV video. They'll get the email every day with the call to action around engaging in the offer for the intensive. Then we'll announce the winner, I guess, on Saturday, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you'll move right into selling. Yeah. And then I'm going to do, like, email um, everyone who had, like, entered the coaching scholarship. Um, They're going to get, like, a, you know, email inviting them to join the challenge. That'll be an extra touch point for them. 
And then I was going to DM everybody who um, entered the first digital strategy intensive giveaway also. Totally. I love that. And that's such a nice warm up for them too, where like if they were on the fence, then like we can get them off the edge now. Right. Exactly. Love it. Beautiful. I mean, I think you're in a really good place there and I think you've chosen a timeline that really fits in terms of like not killing yourself, right? But like also moving the needle forward. Yeah. Like I want to do it, but I want to make sure I like give it enough time to like ensure that it's actually gonna, you know, we'll have plenty of people like engaging and participating. So that's why I felt like it would be good. I mean, you know, it's slightly less than two weeks because the week started yesterday, but I'm basically giving it two full weeks to tease it, which I feel like is, you know, feeling really good. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that ultimately, like, you really need that. Right. Yeah. That space to do it right, especially because there's no point in doing this and having, like, put all that effort in and and having not given it enough time on the front end to promote it. And, like, there's no rush. And I think, like, that's the frame I just want you to keep taking, which is this idea of, like, nothing is different. Like, the agency just took a little bit more priority, but, like, there's not a rush here, right? Right. It's not like you're behind in coaching. Again, like, the same things that were always going to have to happen happen. They just rearrange themselves in order a little bit. Yeah, exactly. And I, I, you know, feel better. I like that I kind of have a bit of like a funnel and I'm clear on like my offerings with coaching now too. And that was like helpful having, you know, a scholarship person purchase the digital strategy intensive because it, you know, kind of showed me like, okay, great. Yeah. Like it's just like more touch points. It's more time, which I'm, is fine as long as I'm like seeing those results. And I, like that I have, you know, just those really clear service offerings um, so that I can just keep hammering on those and then the value and like the education piece. So good. I think you're doing amazing. Honestly, I think for having as quick of growth as you have, you're handling it very well. I think you're balancing it all, especially with holidays (laughs) and getting sick. Like, you know, sometimes it's just a shit show, but I think you're honestly handling it very well. I think your business is set up for it as well as it can be with fast growth. And I think like you're going to look back at this time and be like, oh, like, so grateful that I went through that. No big deal. It's just like you're in that final home stretch of getting through all of that crunchiness that fast growth creates, really. Yeah, for sure. And I also think like, and I mean, this is just a <laughs> uh, side note, but I also think it's like so beautiful to be able to like share and show that. Yeah. Because I think that just like this is the true behind the scenes where it seems like the sexy thing, right? Like, oh, you added like 80K in three months, 100K in four months, whatever. Like that is the dream. And it's like it is. And there are fucking annoying things about it. (laughs) Right. Yeah, exactly. And it's just so beautiful to be able to like illustrate and own all of that and to own it for yourself too. Yeah. For sure. No, I think that's like a big thing. It's like, yeah, I did it and it was great. But yeah, there's like also drawbacks that come with that or just like things that need to be worked out around that. Mm-hmm. 100%. And that's the whole thing with business, right? Everything comes with trade-offs. I know that's a belief I have. I know that's a belief you have. And you're just like sitting in the middle of one of those right now. Right. <laughs> right. But you're going to be on the other side of it and it's not going to be a problem down the road. Yeah, that makes sense. So good. Well, I'm so proud of you. I think you're doing amazing. Feel free to shoot me anything you want me to look at. 
Corey the Challenge, if you have to look at the landing page or whatever. Um, I think the timeline's good on that. I think just continuing to transition to Slack, onboarding your peeps, all of that is good. But in terms of priorities, like keep looking at the agency as a priority because us getting your time down there right now only and ever contributes more to coaching. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Beautiful. Feel good? Yeah, that feels good. Awesome. All right. We'll feel better. Thank you. You too. <laughs> oh, wait. Tell us where you are. Oh, I always in, forget this. I am in Jacksonville. It is a hard. We're in Jacksonville for the next two months. I've never been more excited to be stationary in my life. <laughs> That's like actually so beautiful with this idea of like bringing down your time and grounding a little bit more and finding your balance after all this. It's like really kind of in alignment with that perfectly. Yeah, like I just need some like ease and space across the board in my business and my life. So mm-hmm. I'm really excited about that because like I know months that I am busier with life stuff, it also seeps into business and makes me feel more hectic when I'm like not working, you know, regular hours or whatever. So I'm really, that's why I'm kind of like, I already know in January, it's going to start to feel better. And that's being stationary for a few months is definitely a part of that. Totally. I love that. Well, enjoy, feel better, take care of yourself, keep that boundary around your time. Keep me posted on that and we'll go from there. Sounds good. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Literally. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, so please leave us a review. Each month, I'll be picking reviewers to give a free session of their own to as a thank you. And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living let up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated for. If you want to hear more stories of women who have gotten killer results in their business, plus the mindset, strategy, and execution that got them there, download my free case study series, The Client Files. You'll read about several women's unique journeys to success and exactly how they did it. Plus, you'll be inspired to find the path that fits you. Just go to alituplife.com forward slash clients to sign up.